the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Hello, it is the Nick D Podcast. I'm your host, Nick DeGilio. We are part of the great Radio Misfits Podcast Network, the greatest podcast network on the planet. Uh, and it is episode number 198, Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, we also have a Radio Misfits Podcast uh, live 24-hour streaming service that you can listen to for free anytime you want. It's like radio, only much cooler with a lot of incredible unheard bands and unheard music from the Unheard Music Show that you can hear as a podcast on Radio Misfits. Uh, lots of great music that you can listen to, and in between all that great music are episodes of the best podcasts in the world that you can find at radiomisfits.com, uh, including my podcast. You can hear this podcast every day at 3 p.m. Central, broadcast live, and you can hear uh, my other podcast, which is my Saturday Night Live podcast. That show hasn't been funny in years, an SNL podcast. That runs every morning at 9 a.m. Central. So 9 a.m. Central for the, for the SNL podcast and uh, for this podcast, the Nick D podcast, 3 p.m. Central. Broadcast live daily, 24-7 service. Uh, it's a fantastic service, and it's free. You should check it out, radiomisfits.live. Mark it down, tune in, listen to it, radiomisfits.live. 24 hours of incredible podcasts, really cool music and from the world of Radio Misfits. So radiomisfits.live, check it out. It's awesome. Uh, check out all the other podcasts as well, and uh, like us, and rate us, and share us, and rate and review us on every platform for the Radio Misfits. Hey, you want to be a sponsor on this podcast, the Nick T Podcast? A lot of people listen to this podcast. So it would behoove you if you had a business or something you would like to advertise with us. It'd be good for you. I'm telling you. So be a sponsor. If you're interested, drop us a note. Say, I want to be a sponsor on the Nick T Podcast. Let's get this going ASAP. Sales at radiomisfits.com for all inquiries about uh, buying some time and being a sponsor. Sales at radiomisfits.com. If you want to be a part of this podcast just as a listener, just as a subscriber, just as a contributor, I highly encourage everybody to call our voicemail hotline. 24-7, any time of day, any time of night, 24-7, any time you want to call with your thoughts, your comments, your questions, your contributions, you know, anything that you want to say or do, do it. Voicemail us, 24-7, 773-417-6948. Call us now, anytime, 773-417-6948. Drop us an email with any questions or comments, questions for our regular guests, comments, contributions, suggestions, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. That email address is live and ready to go. Jason Skaggs is my main man. He does all the music and the sounds and the themes and the weirdness that you hear. Ed Silla's the boss. He's the man. On this episode of the Nick D Podcast, it's a Friday. Happy Friday, everybody. Monica Ang, the lovely, the amazing, the talented, the funny, the awesome, the smart Monica Ang is going to join me. She is with Axios.com, a great newsletter, news, um, news information uh, uh, website as well. Axios Chicago. 
Uh, Monica writes about all kinds of really great stuff, uh, politics and what's happening, news in Chicago, and she concentrates a lot on food. She is a lovely human that I've known for years and years and years back in the days when we shared space in the Tribune Tower. Monica is a regular on the show. She's awesome. Check out Axios.com. Monica Eng joins me. And then the beautiful and the wonderful, the incredible Esmeralda Leon, who is a regular on my show as normal. Uh, is joining me, and uh, we're going to talk about, you know, uh, how did Thanksgiving go when we're getting ready for Christmas and all kinds of other cool stuff. We might get to uh, uh, dumb warnings on uh, and dumb warning labels and dumb people. So that's Esmeralda Leon, who always joins me on the show, and Monica Ang uh, will be joining me in just a few moments, and we would love you uh, to join us again. Call us anytime. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell, and I love Nick's show. I know you do, baby. I know. I understand. Hi, I I'm yes, Carrie I Russell, and I love Nick's show. Carrie Russell lives on my back porch. You guys live in my heart. Hope everybody had a great holiday uh, week. And we are uh, now heading into uh, the Christmas season. Today is December 1st. Uh, Christmas lights are everywhere. People are getting ready, going shopping, getting food ready. Holidays are among us. We'll talk a little bit about that hustle and bustle and much more during in the, in the coming days and weeks. And we're, uh, we're ending uh, 2023. So movie stuff is going to be coming up. Uh, you know, Eric... And, uh, and Steve and I are contemplating our best of and worst of lists. We'll reveal that in the coming weeks and all that cool stuff. And all my regular guests will be coming up. We'll be talking about all kinds of great stuff from cars to, to food to news to music to theater to pro wrestling. All of the fun stuff that we cover here with all my regular and very great guests will continue through 2024 and beyond. So as we enter the last month of 2023, let's have a good one. And uh, what you should also do as we enter the last month of 2023 is you should read. You should read some great books or listen to some great books, especially this one. Hey there. Are you tired of that same old, the same old stories? Well, buckle up because Brian Alaspas Devoured. Yeah, that's right. Brian Alaspas Devoured is about to take you on a wild ride. St. Louis is teetering on the edge with riots, unrest, and the mayor's downright stubborn insistence that the 4th of July must go on. But don't tell that to public safety manager Logan Field. He's got problems bigger than the most overcooked barbecue. With a deadly attack, a missing boy, and mysterious events that make your Aunt Sally's ghost stories look like a fairy tale, something sinister is brewing in the city. Logan's at his wit's end. The only help he can find is a struggling hunter and a professor who's a whiz with ancient evils. It sounds like the start of a bad joke, right? But there's nothing funny about what's awakening in St. Louis. So join the race against time as this unlikely trio faces down an evil as old as time itself. Think your commute's tough? Try saving a city from being, you guessed it, devoured. Brian Alaspa's Devoured will have you laughing and gasping and frantically flipping pages. So grab some popcorn, turn down those lights, and dive into a world where saving the city just might be the craziest 4th of July ever, and trust us, it's more exciting than a sparkler, and the only thing that might get burned is the midnight oil as you read till dawn. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Thrilling, chilling, and the perfect way to spice up your summer. It's available now in paperback for Kindle exclusively through Amazon.com. Brian Alaspa's Devoured. Congratulations. You're about to listen to the Nick D Podcast. It's by far the best decision you've made today. It makes the other podcasts seem like crap. Oh, yeah. Don't be a jackal.
Always great to welcome uh, to the podcast one of my favorite people, uh, a person that I used to work with in the same building for many years, was a regular on my regular uh, old radio show at the car wash, uh, at the radio station that has now turned into a car wash, um, <laughs> and is a, a regular here on uh, on the podcast. And she's uh, lovely and a terrific writer, and uh, she works for Axios.com, and we'll tell you all about that as soon as I introduce her, which I've done, which I should do already. It's Monica Ang. Hi, Monica. Hey, Nick. How Good you doing? Uh, I'm all right. How about you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, getting by. So, um, you know, we've known each other for a very long time. You wrote for the Sun-Times, wrote for the Tribune, wrote for all kinds of places, and um, you ate a lot of weird stuff back in the day. You still do, don't you? you still I do, still do. Anything yeah. weird I can find, I eat. <laughs> There's something that you need on a t-shirt. Anything <laughs> weird I can find, I'll eat. Um yeah. Tell us all about Axios. By the way, I saw your partner in crime there, uh, Justin Kaufman. He, he came down to uh, WLS uh, Studios to appear on Steve Cochran's show. Um, and I hadn't seen him in a radio studio in a long time, and suddenly it was like an acid flashback. It was very wow. weird. Yeah. Uh, but we were in a radio studio together at the same time for, for the first time before uh, we both got canned. <laughs> From a radio station. Bad decisions from that radio station. Oh my God, the decisions that those that station has made is ridiculous. But I, I, uh, it was great to see uh, uh, Justin again. It was fantastic. You know, what we talked about one of the things we talked about while he was there, besides all the cool things that Axios Chicago does, we talked mm-hmm. about uh, you know how you, you know you know this Monica and those of us who know uh, Justin or listen to him on the radio or follow him anywhere, um, you know that uh, he tends to enjoy brackets. Oh, he loves them. Yeah. Yeah, he loves them very much. Well, we were talking about the um, best, um, uh, the best uh, uh, newscasters. Chicago commercial. Oh, newscasters. No, the, oh, right. Yeah. Or the, the news anchors, right? News anchors. Yeah. It was an- yeah. yeah, news anchors. Um, and we were in. in he had. They had just crowned. Um, who was the way? Was it? Um, Carol Marine. Carol Marine, right? Right. Carol Marine was the winner, which was uh, kind of you know, not that I I don't love Carol Marine, but man, she was up against like who was she up against? Bill Curtis for the final. Yeah, yeah. Man, that's Bill pretty Curtis, impressive. Yeah. That's pretty yeah. damn impressive. I think um, a lot of people thought it might go to the old uh, anchorman uh, Bill Curtis, but yeah. Um, yeah. but I think you know her her stance um, during the Jerry Springer days and her her sort of. Uh, you know, investigative and political reporting, even post NBC, and her continued work at DePaul. Now, I think that's what kind of pushed her over the top. Yeah, and and again, not to say she doesn't rule because she does. Yeah. I love Carol Marine, yeah. but I was just I got to say, you know, when you say oh, Carol Marine versus Bill Bill Curtis, I'm like, yeah, Bill Curtis is gonna get this. He's got national exposure, and you as you yeah. mentioned, he's he's the voice in the Anchorman movies. You know, yeah. I mean. But yeah, that's cool. I was I was happy. I love Carol. She's awesome. She's a really cool person, and she's fantastic at her job. So that was uh, yeah. And, so. and now we're in the middle of the best uh, Chicago commercial of all time bracket. Yeah, let's talk about that for a minute. I know this is Justin's thing, but uh, yeah. but hey, you know, let's let's talk about that, and then then tell everybody what Axios is. But there is a bracket right now that's happening at Axios um, about the best Chicago Chicago based commercial. Correct. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what what are some of the what do we got so far? What's what's going on with that? Well, we're, you know, Andriana Furs, I think, uh, got knocked out last night, <laughs> as well Furs. as uh, Luna. Um, and I think today, if it's not a secret, is yeah. we're down to um, that old car is worth yeah. money. And 588 to 300. I think you know what commercials yeah. I'm talking about. I think so. Wow, you got a good voice, Monica. Did you ever sing? 
Well, my dad was the choir director ah. at our church, so we had to sing. There you go. Well, you got to get. I've never heard you sing before. Or oh well, that's you have a lovely voice, Monica. My oh, God, thank wow. you. Um, okay, so yes, five eight eight two three hundred is Empire, obviously. Yeah. And that old car is worth more money. That place just shut down. How about yeah, that? Yeah, after 70-something years. Isn't that crazy? I never thought I'd see the day that Victory Auto Wreckers would close its doors. How crazy is that? Yeah, and so we wrote, so does that mean our old car is no longer worth money? It's not worth anything. No, <laughs> it's worth nothing. By the way, have you had you ever, in the 70 years that they've been around, um, uh, well, you haven't been around for 70 years, but in those years that you've Almost, been around, yeah. have you ever... Uh, used uh, uh, Victory Auto Wreckers? I hadn't, but I had. I, I very often remembered the commercial and told people whose cars were about to die, hey, you could get money. Like the guy shows up <laughs> and he hands you a wad of cash even if your door is falling on the ground. That's right. Um, I donated mine to WBEZ, especially when I was working there. Okay. I did yeah. use Victory Auto Records, I got to tell you, oh. Monica. I did. Was it worth money? Did you um, get a big wad of cash in your uh, hand? Well, here's the thing. They don't give you a wad of cash. They give you a check. Oh, and it's man. not a lot of money. <laughs> um, they said money, it, not a lot. <laughs> no, not a lot. It's worth it's worth your car is worth money. Yeah. OK, um, <laughs> not a lot. If I remember correctly, I believe it was like 40, 40 bucks or something. Wow. wow. Uh, and it was not it was not. I was disappointed because it was not a lot of money. I could not go directly to the liquor store. Uh, wow. And it was it was a check. Um, and then, I, you know, like, like an asshole, I, as soon as the guy showed up, cause it was a re I had driven every car that I have ever owned, Monica, I've driven him into the ground. You know what I mean? Like yeah, I've well, used I mean, them. That's better for the environment instead of, Oh, I just need a new one, new one, new one. Yeah. I mean, I guess that's for fancy people. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And I drove this thing into the ground. It was a 1986 Ford Escort. By the way, if you want to pick up chicks, get yourself a 1986 Ford yes. Escort. Yes. Magnet. <laughs> I said, well, I see your demeanor change. Yes. <laughs> oh, Nick had a sexy car. Wow. Nick, right. you didn't tell me you had an 86 Ford Escort. <laughs> uh, so anyway, so the guy shows up and I clean. Now you have, you know, now you don't have, I don't know why I'm going to tell you the rules because the business doesn't exist anymore. But you had to clean the car completely out. There couldn't be any crap in the car. Oh, you know, like I used to have like all kinds of shit in the backseat, like, you know, McDonald's wrapper, you know, all kinds of garbage right, in the sure. backseat. I was in a theater company, so I had old flyers for old plays that were like in the backseat from a year and a half earlier, you know. Yeah. So it was a dump. So I had to clean the entire car out, trunk, everything. And uh, and even if your door falls off, the car's got to be cleaned out. Um, yeah. So the guy shows up in his tow truck. He shows up and uh, and I walk out and I'm like, hey, uh uh, you know, and and uh, he gets out of the, he gets out of the truck, and like, he, and so I'm acting like he's never heard this before. I'm like, hey, where's your uh, where's your leather your leather wristband? <laughs> you know, in the, in the commercial, yeah. the guy's got the leather, and he's it, like yeah. stone faced, looking at me like, like you know, and without saying a word, he's saying, asshole, I hear that every day of my yeah. life, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna open my car door, wonder if it'll fall off, and this guy <laughs> was not amused in the oh. least. So, um, but anyway, I did use their services. Better. I did use yeah. their services. It was not cash. It was not a lot of money. It was a check, but they did take my car away. So, yeah, I mean, and that's a service sometimes. I, I can't imagine though. I got to say, Monica, I can't imagine that not winning. That not yeah, winning. Yeah, I think, game. I think my bets are probably on victory auto records for, um, for nostalgia's sake, but also um, some people have pointed out that, and I didn't know this, that the Empire commercial had gone national, it and did. our rules were that it needed to stay local. Oh, we um, so I don't know. Oh, I mean, we we, we we wrote that people had 
written in about that. So Yeah, they did. No, it, it has gone national. In fact, not too long ago, it was a punchline on SNL. The, yeah, I was uh, like, how did they know? Because yeah. maybe some of them were Chicagoans? Or? There are, yeah, I mean, obviously there's a big connection between SNL and Second City, so I'm sure some of these yeah. people spent time here. But um, that's a pretty deep cut if they're going to do it nationally. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. So, but anyway, all right, well, I, it, so, it, so, so that's one of the many things that Axios does is these fun um, uh, brackets that Justin tends to come up yeah, with. Yeah, he, oh, he, he takes over the whole thing. And it's yeah. a lot of work, but he's, he's got so much enthusiasm and energy. He does, man. Yeah. I just feel I, I, I feel depleted after I talk with him. I'm like, what the hell, yeah. man? I'm very lucky to have him as my co-writer because he yeah. does like the work of 10 people. He does. he does. OK, well, let's talk about Axios, what you guys do, how people can subscribe and how it started and all that cool stuff. And the Chicago office in general, is it's you and Justin and who else is in the? Um, Carrie Shepard, who Carrie was Shepherd. Uh, a former colleague of ours at WBZ, and uh, she was a producer and the executive producer of um, CityCast after that. Mm -hmm. um, and she's terrific. And mm -hmm. um, so now we have three people. So when someone goes on vacation, we don't lose half the newsroom, uh, which was uh, a rough thing to deal with sometimes. Yeah, I bet. I bet. So Axios, tell everybody okay. uh, about so, it. So the guys who uh, started Politico, uh, left Politico, I want to say seven or eight years ago, and said, we want to start a new news organization, mostly in D.C. at the time, um, that uh, that lets go all the bad baggage of working at um, legacy newspapers and at Politico, and we're going to start fresh. And if you started fresh, what would you do? Um, we would let go of our egos, and instead of writing 3,000-word stories, we would keep the stories down to, like, 300 words and yeah. only give you the good bits only give you the stuff that your attention span can handle and uh, we'll send it out in a newsletter because a lot of people are not reading newspapers anymore some don't visit websites so we're going to send it directly to people who subscribe and newsletters and then so they you know they re replicated their great political coverage and then tech coverage and business coverage in dc and then they said why don't we try to do this locally. Like, let's start in five towns where we create a small Axios office and, and, and these reporters give you the five most important stories in that community each day. And yeah. uh, we were the second batch of those towns. We were like uh, Axios number seven. Um, and they, I, I was not sure if I wanted to do this. They said, Monica, do you want to write the Axios newsletter? I'm like, newsletter? What's that? That's the yeah. thing at work that nobody reads when it's on right. the desk. Right. Um, but they convinced me that this was something that could meet people where they are in terms of how much time they believe they have to spend on every political story in Chicago. Um, uh, and so I said, okay, I'll try it. And, and I said, I really want to work with Justin and he just happened to be available at the time. So that's what we do. We, we write um, a, basically an email with five of the most important stories uh, that you need to know each day, whether it's politics, business, science, environment, uh, the best tasting pierogi we, we ate that week or the best falafel in Chicago or New York style pizza. Mm -hmm. And uh, we serve it up to you in 900 words or less. And we guarantee you can get through it in three and a half minutes. And then you will feel smart for the rest of the day. Like, you know, what's going on. There you go. And if people want to subscribe to the newsletter, uh, what's the website and, uh, and how do you get to the Chicago, uh, portion sure. of, of Axios? 
Axios.com slash Chicago. There it is. Axios.com slash Chicago. You can subscribe to the newsletter there and check out everything that's going on. It's uh, it's uh, it's it's really terrific. Axios.com uh, slash Chicago. I got to say, um, I felt a bit, you know, because I know you guys. Um, you guys are friends of mine. We, we're co-workers. We've worked together for yeah, many years. Yeah. Um, I got to say, the first time that I saw the Axios um, logo above John Stewart's shoulder, or John, John Stewart, John Oliver's shoulder. Oh, right. Uh, I went hell yeah, you know what I mean? Like it was, yeah. <laughs> you know, during one of his during one of his uh, 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 main topics. Um, you know, you guys were credited. Uh, Axios was credited for 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 the news stories that he was using during the show, and I was like, hell yeah, look at that Axios logo showing up on last week tonight. I was very cool. Go. I thought that was pretty goddamn cool, really. Yeah, it's a you know it's a pretty well known brand in D.C. Especially when I was yeah. leaving uh, an Axios conference in D.C., I was at the airport. And uh, one of the TSA workers saw my badge, and she's like, "Oh, Axios, thank you for your work." And oh, like, cool! It's got some name recognition here in DC. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! You had a pleasant exchange at a TCA station in a T- TSA, yeah, TSA yeah. station. <laughs> yeah. How does that happen? Wow! Well, you you got to wear an Axios logo and be going through Ronald Reagan Airport. That's what it is. Wear an Axios logo, and also have the voice that you have. Did you sing to her? Is that what it was? Uh, I did. I said, "Okay, thank you." <laughs> You realize now that you're going to sing every time you're on my podcast. I don't. I, and I, Happy to. Okay, great. All right, well, let's talk about some of the stuff that you have been uh, working on um, and some of the things. And then at the end, we'll talk about what we can expect from Axios, uh, stuff that you guys are working on. Of course, you don't, you don't know what, hey, do you, it's like that line in broadcast news that Albert Brooks says, hey, do you have tomorrow's news handy today? Like that line, because right. you don't. Um, but before we get into all of that and talking about that, it is, you know, uh, today is December 1st. Um, yeah, happy uh, December, gosh. And happy December. It is now officially Christmas time, although I think Christmas time, uh, you know, people start Christmas now in like middle of October, um, yeah. which I'm never happy about. Um, but Christmas shopping, a lot of people are going out and getting in there and everything like that. One of the things that I think everybody who's listening to this should buy for everybody they know is a terrific book that came out earlier this year that you and David Hammond put together. It's called Made in Chicago, Stories Behind 30 Great Hometown Bites. It is a fantastic book. Let's talk a little bit about that. Tell everybody about the book, what's in it, and how they can get it. And it is a perfect, awesome holiday gift. Well, thank you so much for saying that. Um, well, you can get it on any of your major uh, book dealers or, you know, uh, University of Illinois loves when we pe- we send people to their site. They're mm. the publisher. Yeah. Um, it's 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 basically the history, the delicious stories behind 30 uh, Chicago favorite uh, locally invented foods. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I like to believe that um, that it's perfect for every time you visit the bathroom, you can read about um, another food. It's, you know, the very uh, concise, uh, maybe I think a thousand word, 500 word, um, jeepers, I should know, uh, stories on each one. And we Mm. tell you where to get them, three places to get great versions of them, whether it's Italian beef or the Hibarito or Akutagawa or Malort, which Mm. we may be talking about more later here. We will, yes. Um, and, um, and I'm not sure when this is going to air, but on December 2nd, which is a Saturday, it's tomorrow. Um, that would be tomorrow because this drops, this drops on December 1st. Oh, so there uh, we go. So, so tomorrow go. I'm going to be at the Yorktown Barber's bookstore and also in the evening, the afternoon at four thirty, at 57th street wines in Hyde park. Awesome. Um, yeah, and I'll be signing books. And there will be other, like, sort of, like, important writers, like Sarah Paretsky, also signing books there. 
um, and you can get wine and books and have the author sign them there. Um, and uh, so, yeah, if, if you want to come out and get a signed book, that'd be great. And that's so, so Saturday, where are you going to be? Uh, when are you going to be in Hyde Park on Saturday at what time? Uh, at 4.30 at 57th Street Wines. 57th Street Wines in Hyde Park. All right. Very, very cool. All right. Yeah. And uh, and then in Yorktown as well. Yes. Okay, great. I think people should come out and visit you. And if they can't make it to the wine place in Hyde Park or to Yorktown to get the book signed, they should get the book. I love this book. And, you know, we've talked about this. When did the book come out? It came out in came the summer? February. February. Oh, my God. Has yeah. it been that long? Holy yeah. cow. Um, well, it, it, since it came out, I've been I've been talking about it, and I have it. It's in my it is in my living room. <laughs> Great, and I and I love it. I really do. And again, I, I do want to mention not only do you have all these really cool, you know, thirty uh, hometown bites and foods in there, but it's a really beautifully put together book in terms of visual. The pictures are great. It's very colorful. It's lively. Everything jumps off of the page. Um, it's really, uh, it's got a great sense of humor and it's really well written, but it really is just a lovely, lively, colorful book in addition to being informative and fun. Well, thanks so much. Yeah. The, the, uh, art directors did a great job and I'm, I'm told we're going into our third printing. And, yeah. uh, so, so the university of Illinois press, which is used to having, you know, scholarly works, uh, not that this isn't scholarly, <laughs> you know, uh, quality, um, well, they're, they're very pleased uh, that, yeah. that people really seem to be wanting to buy this. You know, you can't deny uh, scholarly aspects of a book that includes Malort. So that is that's, right. that's as scholarly as it gets. Uh, but please, uh, guys, if you're looking for a gift for anybody, especially if they're from Chicago or if they're not from Chicago, in fact, it might be even better for people who are like trying to learn about the classic uh, foods from Chicago. It's a great gift. Made in Chicago, stories behind 30 great hometown bites. It's Monica Eng and David Hammond. It's available at all the bookstores, uh, University of uh, Press, and... Uh, and all that cool stuff. So make sure you check it out. I just wanted to yeah. make sure people knew about that for the holiday shopping Thank you. season. So very, very cool. Now, I mentioned Malort. Um, yes. Before we get into uh, some of the other things, um, as we were corresponding to set up this, uh, you know, this recording um, yesterday, you were saying, tonight I'm going to Nisei, the Nisei Lounge, mm -hmm. which was the only bar when I was a drinking man, that was the only bar that I would go to in Wrigleyville that I could even stomach for more than 15 minutes without wanting to... I hear, you. I hear um, you. Nisei Lounge, it's a dive bar. It's fantastic. And um, at one time, it was owned by the same guys who owned Simon's, which was my regular hangout in Andersonville. Oh. So when I was in Wrigleyville, it was Nisei, and I used to go there all the time. Um, Nisei, obviously, connected with Simon's, and Simon's was the first place I ever tried Malort, and I'm talking 1994. That's all I Makes ago. sense with its Swedish background. Yep. Yeah. And when I tried Malort for the first time, there was dust on the bottle. There yep. literally was done. They're like, hey, you want to try this crap? And they blew the dust off and poured a shot for me. And I went, what the hell is this? Um, but now you went to Nisei. Please tell everybody about uh, what you told me in our correspondence yesterday. Well, um, when we corresponded, I was about to go over there and get it. But I called them and they're like, oh, we're out. Oh, no. And I said, what? <laughs> You're out? Of what? No, we're out of pumpkin spice, my lord. That's what I right. wanted. So, yeah. sorry, I forgot about that. Yeah. So, um, we're doing um, something called a white elephant gift guide um, in, in Axios. And so it's supposed to be sort of like Chicago-ish things that people would be like, wah, wah. And it'd be like kind of yeah. funny, but super Chicago. So I thought, you know, get a bottle of pumpkin spice, my lord. And I heard that Nisei has been making their own infusions yeah. um, for, for a few years now. Yeah. And they said that um, they're sold out. 
Yeah. And they say, well, we've got other infusions like coffee. And I'm like, no, I, I don't want coffee Malort right now. <laughs> yeah. And so I called CH Distilleries, which makes Malort now. Mm-hmm. And they were only supposed to sell it through October and it was for charity. And I called them. They're like, you know what? We've got some bottles. And I said, great. You know, um, you know, I'll come by and pick it up tomorrow. How much is it? $150 a bottle. Oh like, my God! I was like, "Whoa, uh, yeah, uh, you know what? I, I might not come by tomorrow, but I'm gonna try." <laughs> and um, oh, I realized because it's it's for charity. I see. So, okay. And so like you're buying every shot, and I think it was like you know I don't know maybe you know how many shots is in, are in a bottle, but um, you have oh. to buy it as if you're buying I whatever can't... 15 charity shots. Isn't that? I mean, I can understand it's for charity, and that's cool, but. I never thought that any form of malort, <laughs> any form of malort, even for charity, would be $150 a bottle. I can't even, I can't, yeah. especially if you, if I were to get into, into Marty McFly's DeLorean and go back to 1994 right. and somebody told me, you know, in 2023, it's going to cost $150 a bottle for this shit. I would be like, what? So, yeah. Yeah, wow. You're paying me $150, right? <laughs> exactly. that, you got this wrong. Wow. Um, so I uh, tried not to flinch when I heard that on the phone. And then I decided, you know what? I'm going to make my own pumpkin spice oh, malort. Now we're talking. Okay. And that'll be the gift that I give. Because you can get these little bottles, like your little hotel or like airplane bottles. And so this morning, I've been infusing pumpkin spice from my cabinet into honey and then making a simple syrup. And then I'm, I'm, I'm using I... a, a funnel to put it back in these little Jepson's bottles that are perfect for gift giving. It's unbelievable that you're doing that. That is fantastic. Yeah, oh it's a lot God. cheaper than $150 a bottle. And I've actually got some here in my mug uh-huh. that I'm smelling. Okay. Yeah, right. you're, not gonna try, you're not going to try. We're recording this. Should I try right? it while we're recording? I mean, while it is we're recording, early. I, I know. I was going to say it's 830 in the morning. I used to drink at 830 in the morning, but I am a recovering alcoholic, Monica. So that's. Well, uh, here's, here's a sip. <laughs> I'll just do a little sip here. Okay. Ooh, very sweet from that honey. Okay. But then, yep, there's that super bitter flavor that like, that comes in at the end. The malort comes in. It comes in at yep. the end. Okay. Yep, there's that grapefruit peel right there. <laughs> um, well, you know, what I've heard is that, you know, when CH Distilleries bought the Malort brand. Jepson's. Um, Jepson's yeah. Malort. Yeah. So, so yeah. So, Carl Jepson made it, if you're yeah. speaking. Um, oh, exactly then, right. Sorry. Jepson. Okay. So, um, but CH Distilleries bought the brand, I want to say, is it 10 years ago or so? Um, or even more recently. I've heard that they reformulated it to make it not as gross. So I've only tasted their version, oh, okay. and you probably tasted the like old school real I, version. I did, yeah, because I've not, I've, uh, I have not had Malort in uh, well, I'm sober eight years, uh, except mm-hmm. for a little brief uh, falling off the wagon there for about six weeks. But sober technically eight years, uh-huh. so it's been at least at least probably ten. I probably hadn't had in the last couple of uh, in the last couple of years. I probably didn't drink Malort. But yeah, so no, I probably have not tried the new smoother version of Malort, which uh, sounds to me a little sinful that they should have done that. I don't know. I don't think you should you should have messed with the original formula. That's just me. I mean, it's still bitter, but I think they wanted to make it just not yeah. super super gross and bitter. Well, sure, because hipsters are drinking it now. Right, right. Sell more. <laughs> yeah, it used to be us old guys. It used to be us old uh, old alkies drinking that stuff. Now it's all the hipsters and the young people, and that's why they're doing the pumpkin spice. So wait a minute, what were the other in besides? You know, coffee. Were there other ones that they had offered? What are some of the yeah, other uh, malort you know, infusions? 
I want to say candy cane and coffee is what they said um, uh, on the phone. Is that, is that, you know, a, is that a dog? It, yeah, so she is saying, Mom, turn on my heating pad, so can okay. I just jump off yeah, for one second? Yeah, go ahead, do that, go I, ahead. I, okay. I'll fill some time here. That's okay. Monica's got a dog. Everybody has a dog. Okay. Got to put on the heating pad here for her dog. For her dog. You know what it was? I think the do- I'm thinking the dog had a little malort. Uh, did the dog get into the malort? Is that what happened? Yeah, okay, there it is. It'll, it'll go on a uh, All right. Yeah, I, I didn't know you could hear her saying, "That's hey, okay." Come over. I, I thought maybe. The- I, I thought maybe the dog was like, "Can I have some Malort?" I thought maybe that. <laughs> that too. Yeah. She thinks that you turn on a heating pad by scratching it, and she's like, "It's not working, Mom." It's not, what's going yeah. on here? Yeah, yeah, that's really great. Okay. Well, anyway, so the other infusions. Did you find out what were some some of the other ones that have been out there in the world? Infusions of Malort, in case people want to have their gourmet Malort. Um, well, I only heard those two last night. I didn't even okay. know it was a thing. Yeah, I, I wasn't um, even aware. I mean, I can't even imagine, you know. And, and first of all, how long is it going to take you? How many bottles are you doing? And how long do you, how much time do you span, Do you plan on spending um, making this infusion on your, on your own? Um, well, you know, if, if this honey with pumpkin spice works, yeah. you know, I could just empty sort of, a third of each one of these little bottles and then use a funnel and, and fill them up. And it really wouldn't take that much time. Okay. And I'm not sure if you know, my gift ease are going to actually drink it, but if they, they do, have to, have... They, ha- they have to appreciate the effort. My God, that's a lot yeah. of, for a white elephant, you know, just sort of gift to give away. That's a lot of work to do for, for exactly. That. That's amazing that you're doing that. Well, oh, now I'm feeling a little tipsy. I only <laughs> had like a teaspoonful of this. <laughs> Malort, Malort's only seventy proof, so it's not uh, okay. It's not going to knock you that far on your ass. I'll tell you, it tastes a lot stronger than it really is. So uh, there you go. All right. Well, okay. So uh, get up. The pumpkin spice Malort is sold out at Nisei, um, uh, and it was one hundred and fifty dollars a bottle. But <laughs> well, so so at Nisei it's sold out. At CH Distilleries it's yeah. one hundred and fifty dollars. One hundred and fifty dollars. Okay, one hundred and fifty dollars yeah. a bottle at CH Distilleries. Okay, if you want to yeah. do that. If you ever thought in your life that you would spend $150 on a bottle of Malort, I swear to God, Monica, <laughs> that blew my mind when you said that. $150, $150 for a bottle of Malort? Jesus. No. Well, everybody wow. wants this pumpkin spice one. It's hot, hot, hot. It is hot. Okay. Come to well, my house. I won't, I'll only charge you $149. <laughs> you get the big dollar discount if you go to the Eng household. <laughs> uh, that's how it works. All right, cool. Um, oh, so Axios covers a whole bunch of different things, as we as we said, um, topics from you know hard news to politics to fun stuff to food and stuff like that. And you guys do cover some serious stuff, including the migrant situation, yes. which is not a pleasant thing to talk about, but it's in our face and it's very important and it's something that uh, people are concerned about and looking for solutions and things like that. Um, and you guys have been talking about the migrant situation. What are some of the stories that you've been doing on that, including the Brighton Park uh, construction and how that's affecting it? Um, how has Axios been covering the migrant situation? Well, I mean, you know, there's the day-to-day coverage, and so we try to keep people up on that. Um, and then, you know, I try to look at a lot of data. One, one of the things I wanted to see ever since uh, Joe Biden finally gave the green light to offering work permits to Venezuelan um, nationals who had arrived by July 31st was I wanted to see, okay, these work permits could be game changers. Um, this could lead to self-sufficiency. This could lead to clearing out the police stations and the shelters. So how many people have gotten them? 
what I found was nobody could produce a single document showing me that anyone had gotten a work permit. Mm. So that was frustrating. I've been on the phone with Homeland Security um, very often. And, um, and I said, well, when do you think you can tell me how many people got them? We don't know. And I'm like, what's the secrecy around this? I mean, don't you guys want to like show that this program is working? Um, what I did find from the Illinois Department of Human Services is they had filed 260 applications. So that's getting somewhere. But when yeah. you have, um, you know, an estimated 11,000 people who could be eligible for work, um, at least temporarily for, um, I think, a couple of years, you want to know that the that the that the government um, channels are moving to make this happen, and it's frustrating when you hear that they're not. Um, so I mean, they recently started clinics to help to to get lawyers to help people to apply. Yeah. So that's one of the big things. The Brighton Park thing is is a big deal. You have some protesters saying that they should not be setting up on these eleven acres in Brighton Park because um, it was a former zinc smelter. The city's saying we're doing an environmental assessment right now, and people are like, "Well, why are you building at the same time you're doing the mm. environmental assessment?" Yeah. I've, I'm, I'm I'm in touch with scientists at the University of Chicago asking, "Okay, so what are the risks?" of setting up a tent on an area that had some zinc smelting. I haven't heard back from them yet, but I also I said, what are the risks to the workers who are working there right yeah. now? Um, yeah, yeah. But I mean, without that kind of, you know, scientific and expert information, I think we're all just arguing like, it's bad, it's good. Well, based on what? And the last thing is you have people who frankly look like me, I'm half Chinese, who are out there saying, we don't want these strangers in our community, which feels yeah. pretty xenophobic to me. Yeah. It's true. It's true. It's such a complicated situation on so many levels, you know. Um, it, it it really is. But the Brighton that, that's that's interesting. Like the the whole construction thing, um, you know. Uh, it's you know it's like they're trying to answer the question and then still do the job, which is which yeah, I find sometimes very, you very actually, Chicago. I find that yeah, very Chicago. Sometimes you should get the environmental assessment done, of course. then built. Yeah, not in this city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, get and I can get it. Get you the know, contract. The get the contract yeah. at Chicago, you know. Yeah. yeah. And it is getting cold. And it is, you know, uh, there there is some time pressure. But, yeah. you know, come on, guys. Okay. And uh, and this is being covered by Axios. And, again, you can check it out, oh, axios.com yeah. slash Chicago for all the local important news, including the migrant situation. Uh, Ed Burke. Tell everybody, uh, well, for people who might not know who Ed Burke is, tell everybody who Ed Burke is in the penchant for swag. You were telling me he has a penchant for swag. Yeah. So um, he was the <laughs> longest serving alder of all time until uh, five years ago the Fed started investigating. And then I think it was a year ago he, he stepped down. Yeah. Um, and so he his, his corruption uh, trial is, is happening right now yep. uh, where it's being uh, examined whether he uh, allegedly um, gave out favors for um, for uh, work. Uh, like a lot of the most powerful politicians yeah. in Illinois, he's also a property tax lawyer. He is? What? Yeah. Oh, and <laughs> if you want, you know, he'll be happy to take your business in defending you against property taxes. And so that was, you know, it seems arcane, but it was the heart of, of a lot of these um, accusations that he strong-armed people into giving him that business. But what I'm looking at, and, and part of the trial is looking at his influence, how he gained influence and, and kept it in Chicago. And I posit that um, that custom-made swag was part of that influence because he was well-known. There are like Ed Burke hats, there are Ed Burke um, keychains, 
and there are especially some nice Edberg stainless steel salt and pepper grinders with the name Ed and Ann Burke on them. Oh my God. Um, that, that became part of witness testimony last week. <laughs> and actually, every time I go to my friend Wen's house, he has those. I'm like, where did you get these fantastic, you know, you know, yeah. Himalayan pink salt uh, grinders? And I said, and I look in the small letters. I'm like, he said, Ed Burke gave them to me. <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, these are the same ones in the witness testimony. Um, Neil Steinberg famously um, put on his blog this badge that Ed Burke gave him that has Ed Burke's um, like, uh, like almost like a, a seal. It's like it's a metal thing that's an Ed Burke 40th anniversary. And then it has Neil's picture. And then it says, um, this is a, a person of, of, of integrity or good standing. Oh Please God. extend all favors to him. <laughs> oh, my like, God. Like, what? <laughs> that's, ama- that's amazing. Yeah, like uh, Google Neil Steinberg and Ed Burke badge. It's unbelievable all the stuff he gave out. Um, Ina Pinkney, who used to um, have Ina's, she showed me these these like um, you know maybe rhinestone encrusted um, 40th anniversary Ed Burke pins that he gave her. Oh um, my God! So yeah, I guess that's the way you hold on to power for 50 years. You make sure make sure you're handing out yeah. the swag. Wow! Wow! So people can see that the Neil Steinberg pin, though you can't. Yeah, you can. The 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 badge with his picture. Badge. It's like where where did you get Neil's picture? Uh, apparently, he 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 walked it into one of Neil's book signings, um, and oh. and so uh, Neil wrote about it on his blog. Yeah, I did not read that. Oh, that's fantastic. That's amazing. So what? So is is I mean, is this is he still doing? I mean, you know, obviously, like now it's it's coming up in the case. This stuff is coming up in the court case. Yeah, yeah. This guy said that as he was sort of soliciting him, you know, subtly for uh, for tax attorney business, he came up with these two beautiful salt and pepper shakers that, that had amazing? his 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 and his wife's name and the uh, Chicago flag inscribed on them. So he just go. I mean, uh, I mean, does he ha- he just go to a place? I need some pepper. I need some salt and pepper uh, yeah, right now. I need like this is the really high end swag, and then this is like here's the shopping bag one, and here's the keychain <laughs> one, and then. <laughs> That's incredible. Um, I got to start doing that. You yeah. get, yeah, yeah. I mean, hell, you're making your own pumpkin spice, my lord. Everything's there. You the, go. What the every, anything's a possibility at this point, Monica. Jeez. I'm giving away hats. I'm giving yeah. away t-shirts. Yeah. <laughs> uh, excellent. All right. Well, Ed Burke. Uh, well, if you if you're interested in some swag, check that out, uh, and you can read all about it. Um, and uh, let's move on to uh, uh, Maria Pappas. What's going on? Christmas trees. What's happening here? So have you ever been to Christmas trees around, or sorry, Christmas around the world at the Museum of Science and Industry? Absolutely. Um, always loved it since I was a kid. Always. Okay. That is nothing compared to what you will see if you walk into the Cook County Treasurer's Office. Okay. So Christmas around the world has only 57 trees. Yeah. Christmas trees from around the world in the <laughs> Treasurer's Office, very similar name, has 87 trees. Holy cow. Decorated for every country and culture that you can imagine. You may wonder, how did you get 87 Christmas trees yeah. in this area where people the, pay their the, taxes? Into the treasurer's office, yeah. yeah. How, how, does this, how does this happen? 
I was also curious. And so I went in there and um, the trees are only about two to three feet. Uh. And they just line every, almost every um, inch of counter space. And on <laughs> Friday, this is dropping Friday. Yes, today. Is, today is December this, 1st, yes. Oh, that's yes. right. Today is December 1st. Today yeah. at 5 p.m., yeah. the treasurer is having a party for the entire city, a Christmas party that everyone is invited to. Music, <laughs> um, food, 87 Christmas trees. I'm like, are you sure you want me to put this in the newsletter? Are you sure you want? She's like, tell everybody they can come. Wow. Um, and she says, and Monica, I went to Akira. I've got this red jacket and these black leggings, and I am going to be smoking hot at this party. I'm like, thank you, Treasure. <laughs> she went to Akira. Yeah. Wow. You know, by the way, there's an Akira not very far from where you're signing books tomorrow. Uh, oh, in, in, okay. in Hyde Park. In Hyde Park, there's there's a big Akira not very far from where you're going to be signing books. Well, maybe that's the one where she got it. But I <laughs> I love her flair. Yeah. She's got a lot of fashion certainly, flair. Certainly does. Wow. And that's so amazing. if you don't have the 26 bucks to go to the Museum of Science and Industry, just walk in before five o'clock each day to the um, to the in the county building and go to the treasurer's office. And there are these incredible trees, 87 that's, of them. That's amazing. That's an amazing discovery. I love that. And, you know, because, yeah, I mean, the Museum of Science and Industry, uh, you know, um, it's it can kind be pricey of, for a whole family, a little pricey for a whole family, a little bit farther to get down, you know, further, further south there. And but now yeah. this is just right there. Treasury office. 87 Christmas, and she calls it Christmas trees from, from around, around the, the world. world. I see. That's right. And it's okay. the 20th anniversary. I didn't even know. This is the she first doing year this I knew about it. 20 yeah. years she's been doing this? Yes. They've been doing yes. it in the Treasury office? Yeah, I did not know. Holy cow. Wow, that's something. That's really something. How is this paid for? Do we know? Oh, Monica, the journalist, did not ask for that. <laughs> <laughs> um uh. But I will. Uh, I'm sure it's all <laughs> treasure. It's not treasury funds. Right. I would hope bought, not. <laughs> yeah. She says she supplies the trees, which are which are um, which are stored in a basement the rest of the year, and that community members each come and decorate their own trees. So like the Lithuanian community brings Lithuanian. Oh, I see. Um, okay. Ornaments. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Now, did you check out the tree? Did you Did you get a nice look at everything? I did, and um, I'm going to have a video on my Instagram that people can check out. And we'll oh, put great. it on the Axios Chicago Instagram, too. I mean, okay. it took a long time to, I think it's like a whole minute, and, and Instagram's like, boy, that's a long video, Monica. Yeah. Uh, but it takes a while to get to, to look at all these trees. I bet. I bet. And if people want to follow you on Instagram, can you want to throw that out there if they want to? Sure. Monica Ang Reporter. Monica Ang Reporter. That's E-N-G. Monica Ang yeah. Reporter. Uh, and that's on uh, on Instagram. You want to check out all the really cool stuff that Monica does. I follow you on Instagram. It's it's uh, oh, delightful. Yeah. Thanks. Um, and but if you want to see some of the if you want to see the video, uh, that incredibly long one minute video of uh, yeah. <laughs> of Maria Pappas's Christmas trees from around the world in the treasurer's office, you can check it out, or just go down to the treasurer's office. And again, today. Yeah. Um, is the they're big open party. after five, so they're usually closed by five. But after five, from five to I believe seven, is the big uh, Cook County Treasurer's Office Christmas party. All right, okay, because this drops at seven in the morning. This thing drops at you know this will be it. You got plenty of time if you're listening to this. It drops at six thirty every you know every time we do this six thirty in the morning. Uh, it's available everywhere, so you got plenty of time to plan to get down to the Treasurer's Office after five o'clock tonight. So and check out the crazy Christmas trees. That's amazing. I didn't even know that. 20 years. 
Holy yeah. cow. Yeah, how did we not know about this? Exactly. Wow. Okay, another great story there from Axios. Uh, we always love to talk about food, uh, Monica, always. And, it, and, you know, there's no way that when I talk to you on our monthly visits or whatever that food doesn't come up. And so I want to get yep. to some of that. Uh, but you particularly pointed out that there is a new Asian street food food court um that's in river west where's it located and tell me about that that sounds fantastic where's that yeah well i didn't even know this was here there was a place called urban market around chicago and oh, yeah. milwaukee technically yeah. like carpenter and, and chicago across from yeah. the um chicago school for performing arts mm -hmm. um and a, a guy who owns strings ramen um he bought it and has turned it into gangnam market Okay. And so you go in there and there's like neon everywhere. You feel like you're in Blade Runner. And mm -hmm. um, so it's like, it's it's sort of standard groceries, but a lot of Asian stuff infused in there. And then this huge food court that they just completed. Um, they just got staffing for, and now it's all up and running um, with fresh sushi, like turkey ramen. I've never even heard of turkey ramen. Turkey also, ramen? Was, yeah, wow. I guess, you know, they make this really nice broth out of the turkey. Um, then there are Korean tacos. Then there's this Hong Kong style tea and bakery shop with just the most amazing stuff. Um, the, the pineapple buns with truffle beef and egg. I mean, in Hong Kong, there's a real mix of Anglo and Chinese cuisine that you yeah. just don't find anywhere else. Um, and so you have all of that there, like Macau style pork chops, um, barbecue pork over rice with eggs for breakfast. And wow. it's just like super cool super modern asian food court that like you know would rival stuff you find in chinatown um and certainly stuff you find in the suburbs but like right there in a likely spot of you know basically chicago and milwaukee wow that sounds amazing yeah they're having the grand opening on saturday and saturday and sunday they'll be giving away a lot of free samples and of course you can go into the food court and you get like just like foods that i don't know if you can find them anywhere else in the city yeah. Wow, that sounds incredible. Incredible. Yeah. I didn't know. And how did you discover this? How did you find out about it? Um, well, a press release. And then yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> and then I went there. I went there on a Tuesday night because they're like in their soft opening now. Um, so even though the big grand opening is on Friday and Saturday, I'd say go there today because it's going to be mobbed on Friday and Saturday. Okay. Um, and I went there and there were hardly like very few people seemed to know about it. And I was like, this is amazing. And the design is incredible. I mean, it just... Like, it does feel Blade Runner-esque, yeah. very, like, urban, neon, yeah. um, Asian, and, not, and then, like, yeah, it's, go ahead. it's not raining in there, is it? Because that's... No. Uh, okay. <laughs> Perpetually raining. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yes. Yeah. And very moody. Right. Uh, but it... Yeah, and, and so I checked it out, and I couldn't believe that I hadn't known about it before because it kind of is tucked away in this corner where sure. you wouldn't necessarily expect it. And then, yeah. you know, we were looking for parking, and then, of course, I found out when I got home that there's actually free validated parking on the upper floor. So oh, okay. if you're going around there wondering, right. wait a minute, where am I going to park? Yeah. Okay, great. That's great. And again, you can read all this stuff, axios.com slash Chicago. Yeah. All of this stuff is being covered. Uh, is there any other food uh, that, you, you, that, uh, that you would like to talk about? Have you tried anything lately? Have you cooked anything lately? Food stuff from Monica, because it's been a little while since we've talked. Anything popping into your head that you've tasted that you like that you want to share? Um, well, my family didn't like it, but I did. I've been fermenting blueberries. Um, okay through lacto-fermentation techniques. So basically you just take blueberries and you put salt on them and you put them in a jar and then they turn into pickles. And- um, How does that taste? Well, 
according to my family, not very good. According to me, <laughs> really good. Okay. Um, because the um, the blueberries, they get a, a tiny bit fermented, like, you know, fermented fruit, but mostly they get pickled. And I just think it really leaves a nice blueberry and sour flavor that I put on this invisible apple cake I made. I'd been seeing the recipe on TikTok. And you really slice apples super thin. And then you basically put it in a loaf pan with, you know, the, the usual flour, eggs, vanilla, yeah. uh, sugar. And, and it becomes this really dense um, million layer apple cake. And uh, oh, and you put white miso in there, which I never oh, would have thought of. Really? It, it adds a little bit of salty, caramely, fruity flavor. And then you put the fermented blueberries on there. Yeah. And I think it's like a gourmet treat. Uh, my family would beg to differ. Well, but. I mean, you have a different, uh, uh, you have a, I, I will say this, knowing you for as many years as I've known you, Monica, I've known you a long time. You have a different set of taste buds than most human beings. Uh, yeah. Because you eat, like you used to do a thing called, what was it? Will I'll eat, eat anything. It? I'm sorry. Oh, no. we, it's yeah. called "Will She Eat It." Will we, she we eat still it? Still right. do. Yeah. 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 You still do that. Will she eat it? And and so, yeah. uh, is your family unfamiliar with this? When they, when you make something like fermented, when you make something like fermented blueberries, are they shocked? They're not surprised, right? Well, yeah, and they they say, <laughs> "Mom, it's too sour." But then I just went to this fancy Jean Bonchet Awards event the other night, and guess what? They were serving fermented blueberries. Look and at I talked you. to the chef. Yeah. Look at you on the yeah. cutting edge of cuisine. That's Always. Me. Always, yeah. always. What'd you do for Thanksgiving? What'd you have uh, um, meal-wise for Thanksgiving? We did turkey three ways. Um, we've abandoned the baking it whole in the oven because it just there, there, there are too many factors that sort of guarantee one part is going to be overcooked and others are going to be undercooked. So we smoke some of it, mm -hmm. and then we um, we braise uh, the the dark meat in um, in, a, in a crock pot. So you know, a long slow cook. Right. in a nice gravy and then um, I remove the breasts and I um, cook them in a style called sous vide where mm. you know basically mm. you put it in a sealed package and then you yep. keep it at a certain temperature for a few hours and that just guarantees really juiciness and then I take the breast and then I put it uh, sorry I take the, uh, the the breast skin and I put it to between two pieces of parchment paper um, and then I um, weigh it down and I put it in a 450 degree oven and it's like Oh, it's like man. chicharron. Um, Absolutely. You know, like, it's like uh, pork rinds. So crispy and delicious. Oh, I bet that's amazing. That sounds great. You didn't hear this at all, did you? That wasn't... No, I, I no. did not participate no. okay. in killing our own turkey okay. this year. That was too traumatic. <laughs> I remember that. I remember when you yeah. did... How long ago was yeah. that when you actually participated in the, oh, the actual... Oh, gosh. The kids were young, so yeah. uh, so it got to be like more than 10, 12 years ago. It was a while back. I remember that. Yeah. Uh, you'll never forget that, right? Yeah, unfortunately, I won't. <laughs> yeah. We Thanks for bringing it up again. Uh, well, I'm sorry. Like, painful memory, Nick. I'm sorry. <laughs> I apologize. Well, but listen, you already had Malort this morning. What the hell? It's That's all true. uphill from yeah. there. Yeah, uh, right. So anyway, all right. What's um what's coming up? Uh, what are you working on now? Um, and again, you don't have uh, tomorrow's news handy. But uh, what are some of the things that uh, you and Justin and everybody at Axios Chicago are working on? We can look forward to. Well, um, let's see. Best falafel and our, our gift guide is coming out Sunday. Um, telling you stuff to buy for mm -hmm. the foodie in your life, the Chicago file in your life, uh, sports person. Um, let's see. We're looking at um, why Illinoisans uh, seem to be tipping less. And yeah. um, that's not one, cool. 
Yeah. Well, I think a lot of people are like, wait, what's the service fee on here? What's yeah, this? And did I hear that like yeah. the tip minimum wage is going away? So we're trying to clear that up. We're going to talk about our favorite potato pancakes for Hanukkah. Um, Justin's going to talk about what's wrong with the bulls. Um, okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's always like, what's wrong with the socks? What's wrong with the bears? Yeah. <laughs> I wish we could be like, what's right? Um, and uh, we'll be talking about Malort's 90th anniversary celebration. Ah, okay. Boy, does, do you guys talk about Malort weekly? Is that what's happening now? Is that a... <laughs> uh, well, you know, they, they, they made me hold off on my Malort story um, until the 90th I anniversary. I gotcha. Okay, yeah. so you're waiting for the 90th yeah. anniversary to officially do the Malort story. That's okay, right. I gotcha. It's really I'm funny. wait to the 100th for the next. You, t- you talk about, like, the, the whole, like, tipping thing. Um, in a very, very, uh, I very guiltily, I, I'm going to tell you this. Last night I saw there, I don't know if you're even aware of this. I didn't know until about a month ago that they made a sequel to Chicken Run, the wonderful oh, animated I didn't know movie. That, yeah. uh, and Ardman made it, the guys who did Wallace and Gromit. So it's claymation. It's fantastic. I didn't even know it was coming out. And uh, they had a screening, a press screening for it last night. And it was at the New City Theaters there at North and Clybourne. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I, and I didn't even think about this, but I ate at Nando's Perry Perry beforehand. Yeah, and I'm and I and then I saw Chicken Run and I felt guilty the entire oh, time. Oh, wanted to barf all that up. I, I know I felt really terrible, but I bring I bring that up because there is a tipping thing at Nando's. And so, you ever go to places and go, I don't know if I should tip because it's like I walked up it's and counter ordered. Counter service, and, yeah. There's counter service, oh. but I did sit at the table, but I didn't really have a way. You know what I mean? It's uh, that stuff, and I can understand people being just a wee bit confused by like there is a service charge here. And I really didn't have, you know, a quote unquote waiter or or, or server. They yeah. did bring the they did bring the food out to me at the table, mm. so I left money on the table. But I didn't, I don't know. But again, I can understand why people are a little bit confused by these things, you know. Yeah, and things are changing all the time. And between the, that kind of hybrid service, and then <clears throat> then the 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 new ordinance that will um, end the tipped minimum wage and right. make every minimum wage the same. Yeah. And all these service fees that are showing up on your check, I think people are very confused, and I we're hoping so to illuminate that. I hope so. Well, and well, it, I was confused and then guilty because I went to see Chicken Run after eating a bunch wow. of really, really good chicken. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, Monica, always a pleasure. It's great. Um, I won't talk to you till the new year. So have a great uh, Christmas and holiday season, and a, and a great new year. And we'll talk to you uh, in January. All right. Take care. That's, that's the great New Monica Eng, axios.com slash Chicago. Read all their stuff. Get the newsletter. Subscribe and all that cool stuff. Monica, talk to you soon. All right. Thanks. Take care. Okay. Take care. There's Monica Eng. She's a damn delight. You know who else is a delight? That would be that would be Esmeralda. Esmeralda. Yeah. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. Esmeralda. I'm talking about that Esmeralda. Esmeralda Leon. Yeah. You know what that means. When you hear that theme, it's time to talk to Esmeralda Leon, which we are going to do right now. Hi, Esmeralda. Hello. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Uh, I'm well. I'm well. And, uh, you know, Thanksgiving is now we're we're, we're a week just about a week done with Thanksgiving. Was your Thanksgiving uh, spectacular? Was it fun or just? Oh, 
It was it was good. Yeah. We had prime rib. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, already I'm eat, jelly. Um, I'm jelly, jelly, jelly already. <laughs> no, we don't eat turkey. Yeah. Because my parents aren't really fond of it. Yeah. So we usually choose something else. And um so we got prime rib. There was a there was a sale at the supermarket. Sure. So man. we got some. Oh, um cool. yeah. You know, nobody and, says um, that you there's there are no you know, hard and fast rules that you have to have turkey on Thanksgiving. I was, was I was over right. at my folks' house and we had a, we had a crocus ham and some sides. We didn't have a lot of the crazy stuff that everybody has. So you know, yeah, it's um we like it better, especially like one they're okay. It's not that they they don't hate turkey; they're just not that into it. Yeah. So to then have like all that turkey leftover, right, would just be ridiculous. Like they essentially would just give it all to me, and then I am only me and Colin, and we cannot eat that much turkey. <laughs> of course. Um. So it's always it's always easier. It's always so much easier to just do something else. Yeah, yeah. I make it makes sense. I mean, you it, you know, there there has been this like because it's a tradition, and because turkey is so identified with Thanksgiving that everybody feels, you know, from when you're a child, you're like, oh yeah, Thanksgiving we have turkey. But mm-hmm. I mean the idea of Thanksgiving is really to sort of spend time with your friends and family. And I mean, I don't know, have a pizza, but the idea of Thanksgiving is to give thanks for what you have and hang out with your close friends and, and your relatives and your family, you know? Right. You know, and, and leftover Turkey. I agree with you after a while. It's like, man, come on. Cause my, my mom, you know, over the many years that she would make turkeys and stuff like that. I don't know if you're aware of this, Esmeralda, but there are only three people in my family. It's me and my parents. I'm an only child. Yeah. My mom seems to think she has 47 kids. You know what I mean? It's like, it's, yeah, it's, like it's she, too much. It's too much, man. And then like after like the fifth day when you're eating another piece of turkey, you're like, man, I can't do this anymore. Um, yeah. yeah. So prime I was rib, talking man. to a friend of mine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I was talking to a friend of mine, and they are only three people in their family. Yeah. Um. And they had a 16-pound turkey. I'm like, what I don't, are you going to do with that? I know. <laughs> Good Lord. I know. Like, what? You know, I mean, we had, a, we had like a three-pound crocus ham, okay? Mm-hmm. Threw it in the oven, baked it up, put a honey glaze on top of it, you know, had some sides and, you know, here and there. And there was, you know, we had, uh, we had some leftover. I mean, you know, we're not, we're not going to eat, the three of us are not going to eat three pounds of ham, you know? We had a right. little bit of leftovers, not a, not a lot. And there's somebody in my parents' yep. building who just had an accident uh, it's kind of mm-hmm. laid up, so we made a plate for them and brought that up. And right. my parents, my parents still had, you know, some potatoes and a little bit of, of uh, you know, stuff left over, and had a one or two meals after that, just quick. So it was fine. Yeah, know. still very doable. Yeah. Still very doable. So how? And the, I actually the... did see. I saw um, something yesterday. It was like yeah. a coffee shop sign, and they're like, "Have you thrown out your Thanksgiving leftovers yet?" And I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> you're supposed to throw them out yeah it's a, a lot of people um, which i guess yeah i mean I, a lot of people i mean I, I think you probably can take them to a shelter i would imagine you think i mean no but i think like in terms of like time so when this comes out i think it's like the cutoff because it would have been it's like a little over a week yeah so I don't know so, if you can still be chomping yeah. down on turkey at this no, point it's in true. time. It's true. There is an ex- <laughs> there, Even though it's been in the fridge, there is a bit of an expiration date on the kind of stuff that you can eat. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So, so throwing the leftovers out, I've done that. 
I've done that. I've like, man, you know, been in the it's been in the fridge for a while, and like, again, the repetitiveness of eating like turkey and, and and little leftovers and stuff. After a while, you just leave it in the fridge and eat something else, and then you go, oh shit, I've had this in the back of the fridge for two weeks. <laughs> like, you know. Yeah, I just hope you know it's not a lot that you yeah. made a valiant effort to oh, try yeah. to eat everything. Oh no! All listen, all the mashed potatoes. Yeah, all the listen, gravies. <laughs> one of I, I will say this: one of my things is I I try to never let food go to waste. You know what I mean? Like uh, if it's in same, there, it's like well, well, shit. I'll eat it. I don't care if I've had this meal sixteen days in a row. I'm not going to throw food out. But I have done it yeah. because it's stuff that I forget. You leave it in the back of the fridge, and then you just kind of forget it, and then you go, oh shit, I forgot I had this in the fridge. <laughs> oh yeah, the and then you go to open it, and you go, oh no, ugh. yeah, ugh. yeah, <laughs> that science smell. experiment. Yep. And and by the way, the Tupperware goes too. The whole thing, you know, it's like, <laughs> yeah. Sometimes you just don't want to. You're yeah. like, I don't, I don't think any of this is sal- salvageable. No. Uh, yeah, the thing, it's literally the thing. It's the true. thing is growing in the fridge. There is a thing in the fridge. That's right. You're absolutely right. John Carpenter shows up and goes, "Yeah, you need to get rid of that right now." Uh, that's that's yeah. what's happening. And it's what does possess you? And when you open when you open your uh, Tupperware at that point, this does not happen. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it's yeah. the food who says that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, it might be the food that's actually talking back. Yeah. Yeah, the food's yeah, the food has grown yeah, the food is... a mind. It is now sentient. Right. <laughs> right. It's like, oh, this used to be mashed potatoes. Let me open this yeah, up. Man. Oh, it's not mashed potatoes anymore. It's something that's like, screaming, oh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's Uh-oh. talking to me. Hi, I'm Carrie Russell and oh, I God. love Nick's show. Oh, Carrie's wearing a t shirt that she just made. It says, No leftovers. Oh. Oh, nice. Oh, good job, good. Carrie. Good. Hi, okay. I'm Carrie Russell, and I love All right. Nick's Thank show. you, Carrie. Oh, there we go. we like right. to see it. Absolutely. <laughs> now, what, how, did the, how, did the, uh, how did the prime rib go? Um, it, was there, were there leftovers of prime rib, or did you guys just destroy the prime rib? Um, there was some leftovers, yeah. and then we proceeded to just eat sandwiches. Hell yeah. Um, the rest of the... I was there for the the entirety of the weekend, and mm-hmm. you know I was just like going at it and just with a knife and and eating pieces off of it. Hell yeah! <laughs> like throughout the day. <laughs> Hell yeah! No, no, prime rib, man. I there there are certain things that make me weak in the knees, and prime rib is one of them, man. Oh, mm-hmm. oh my! Although God. we did we did have a little bit of a debate. Okay. When when we were making sandwiches, um, it came up that. Like, how do you eat it? So okay. in my house, apparently, we only, we they want to heat it up. They want a little bit of crisp on it. Like okay. a little, a little heat on, onto the That sounds, the that sounds, meat. that's, that's, I'm yeah. perfectly fine eating it cold. Okay. My parent, my mom was just like weirded out by the fact that I was. She's like, ew, um, ew. Not heating it up. <laughs> yeah. Mind you, she also likes to eat, like, for the prime rib, we had to cut a piece off for yeah. her and then cook it more because she does not like. Um, oh, I see. She's not rare. Doesn't anything, like the me- doesn't like she, medium rare. It's got to be, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. It's got to be well done. I got you. Crispy I got for you. her. Gotcha. So okay. I can yeah. kind of see that. But then my brother who eats it, he'll eat it rare. Yeah. He was, he also was in the, you got to heat it up camp. Yeah, yeah. They looked at well, me like I was insane, which I could understand because it's got the well, fat globules. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. Chunks of fat. Yeah, but I was okay with it. Yeah, <laughs> I was okay eating that cold. I mean, it's not unsafe. It's been cooked. You know what I mean? You're not eating raw right. meat. You know, you're you're eating refrigerated it, meat that's been cooked. So it's not crazy. Yeah. 
I would be in the I would be in the camp, by the way, Esmeralda, of of cooking it. I would be in the camp of heating it up. I would. I fall yeah, I think it was more the fact of the they had an issue with the fat. Yeah, just being like <laughs> right. a, a a solid piece <laughs> that was not in I, any way. Yeah, I could or like <laughs> unctuous. Like it was just like I get it. I get it. Yeah, but like no, I, I, like, I you know, but it's fine for me. I can understand that. Be- I can understand that being a little off-putting. You know what I mean? Like, oh, you're just gonna go right through the gelled fat. Okay, cool. All right. Right. That's, that's right. Good for- I'm good, like, good, good. I mean, it's in bread. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So, uh, so prime rib. That's nice, man. That's really cool. And uh, and then you stayed. You were, were you were you at your folks in, in Juliet for the whole weekend? How long were you there? Mm-hmm. I stayed till Sunday. Oh, okay. Uh, what was that like? So How, I got what's it like Thursday. To, to have an extended stay with your folks? Is it uh, by the end of it? Do you go? All right, I got to get out of here. I'm insane. Um, I mean, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's just really because like we don't really leave the house, right? Because there isn't. Well, one, I cannot. The cars that are available. So my dad goes and he drives for DoorDash. So right. when he leaves, he takes the one car that's automatic. And the only car that's left is a stick shift car. Holy shit. I was never, I never was taught stick shift. But so my dad used to drive stick shift like all the time. That's all he was into. Yeah. 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 Um, But he started driving for Uber and like doing DoorDash and all that kind of stuff. And then he realized like stick shift is not. um, No easy to do no it's not when you're trying to do all that yeah it's not compatible with uber you should have an automatic for for uber exactly uber eats and stuff like that you should have an automatic yeah so Um, he has an automatic now for that and then he has this other car that um so my brother can drive it i cannot drive it yeah (laughs) because we're gonna smell so so we're gonna smell the clutch a mile away if you're driving that car is essentially what you're saying um (laughs) probably i couldn't even i wouldn't tell you where to even start driving a stick shift you know it's interesting so that, that I'm, I'm stuck i'm kind of stuck yeah, in the house I, gotcha. like, I can't go anywhere yeah i mean it's not so, like you can go out and hang yeah. it's joliet you know what i mean it's not like hey i'll just go i'll walk 10 feet and go to a place you can't do that it's joliet right no yeah. not really yeah. i can but it's a mini mall with like a with a jimmy john's and a chinese restaurant in it <laughs> and that's it <laughs> That's it, yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna go hang out. I'm gonna junior go... college. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna go hang out the Jimmy John's with the junior college uh, students. That's yeah, what I'm gonna hang. I'm gonna weird. do that. It'd yeah, that's a little weird. Uh, I'm gonna bring a cold prime rib sandwich to a Jimmy John's and hang out with some college yeah. students. Yeah. That's what I'm gonna. I'll be like, that's I brought my, my own. I'm good. That's my, that's my weekend in Joliet. <laughs> cold cold I did, prime rib. I did. Yeah. Uh, I did see that they they put in a family dollar. Ooh, and right, very close. Funny yeah. enough, next to the Social Security office. <laughs> of course, of course. I was like, that makes sense. That makes yeah. a lot of sense. Yeah, boy, those dollar uh, stores, brand man. Brand new though. Brand new dollar store. You can never go wrong with the dollar store, man. You know, uh, what's it? Is it a Dollar Tree? Is that what it was? You said. I think it's a. I want to say it's. It might be a Dollar Tree or a Dollar, dollar General. A Dollar General. It's one yeah. of those. One of those. Yeah. One or the other. I always find it weird where Dollar Generals or Dollar Trees or Dollar Stores, uh, uh, what space they end up in. Because, like, um, in my in my parents' neighborhood, in my neighborhood, because we only live about a mile away, but closer to my parents' house was um, Irving Park Lanes, which was a bowling alley that I used to go to a lot when I was a teenager and when I was in my 20s and, you know, stuff like that. 
That's mm-hmm. now. It's very weird to go past there and see that that's a Dollar Tree now. Like, oh man, I bowled a two. <laughs> I bowled a. I bowled a two. I bowled a two eighty nine in that place. I wonder what. <laughs> in the cleaning aisle. In the cleaning aisle. That's right. I could. I could pick up a box of Tide for a buck, but I. I used to knock down pins in that aisle. So, it's weird. So when. So a new dollar. A new dollar store in Joliet. Did that was that cause for celebration or anything? I should have. Um, we there was discussion of going in there, <laughs> but then we yeah. never did. Yeah. Have they been? Have your folks been to the dollar store yet, or is it, is it just brand new? It's. I think it's just brand new. I don't yeah. know. I think maybe my dad has. I'm not quite sure. Yeah. Um. But I was kind. I should have gone in because I. I. I enjoy a dollar store. You can so find I. some interesting things in there. Oh yeah. You know we um, should go to. You, you and I should just go to a dollar store one time and just go nuts and get candy and all kinds of weird food and shit because they have like cheap stuff. Because I, yeah. I, I like you, like you, Esmeralda, I love going to the dollar store. I love it, man. I, you know, I just like walk around. I'm like, oh, that's cool. And you can pick up that, you know, you can pick up meat and groceries and stuff at the, at the dollar store. I'm not, not maybe the yeah. greatest quality, you know, there but was, it's right. There was yeah. one that I saw, I think it was a dollar general. Yeah. Or a dollar tree. It had veg. It had fruit and vegetables. Yeah. No, there's produce in some of these places. I know. It's. I crazy, was so right? mad that I didn't have that near my house. I'm like, what in the hell? I know. <laughs> I know, man. I know. You know, um, my my girlfriend Julie lives on the far south side, and um, in her neighborhood, there are uh, more dollar stores than you would find in a lot of other neighborhoods. Um, mm-hmm. and stopped into a few of those. They got produce in those places too, and I was like, wow. Okay, cool. You know, so. That's yeah, exciting I'm, to me. It is. I enjoy, <laughs> uh, me too, man. Me too. A new dollar store in Joliet. You got to check out the produce department. Let's all go. I'm telling you, it's a let's road all... trip. <laughs> so, um, hey, by the way, you mentioned um, not being able to drive stick. It's it's really mm-hmm. fascinating to me over the years. You know, I'm, I'm 58. And so I did. I learned how to drive stick um, um, when I was probably, I don't know, 19 or 20. I learned how to drive mm-hmm. stick. And I, by, by the way, I learned how to drive stick in a Porsche. <laughs> oh, wow. There was a, Goodness there was a, gracious. there was, there was a girl that I was kind of seeing at Jewel when we were dating and she mm-hmm. worked on the service desk. And I don't know. I mean, I, I guess, I mean, I don't know why she was working at Jewel if she could afford a Porsche, but she had a Porsche and uh, we Dang. dated for a little bit. And that's where and I learned how to drive stick from her in her Porsche. Um, so, and again, I don't have no idea. Maybe she was working at, she was working at Jewel for the benefits. I don't know because she had a Porsche, you know, I don't know unless it was gifted to her by, I don't remember what the story was. Maybe her parents were loaded and gave her a Porsche. I'm not really sure, but Mm -hmm. she worked at the service desk at Jewel. We went out a few dates and went out for a little while and that's, she taught me how to drive stick. I'm amazed she let you touch the Porsche. I know. Well, I don't know. She liked me. I don't know why. But 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 she's like, yeah. I said I don't know how to drive stick. And she said, oh well, you have to learn how to drive stick. And so, (laughs) uh, you know, she taught me how to drive stick. I drove stick. Learned how to drive stick. And then, I and I find it to be a. I mean, I haven't driven stick in a you know in a long long time. I haven't driven legally in a long long time. Um, but it's it's weird to me. Like I've talked about this for a few years now. Um, how that's a loss, like that's a, that's something, it's a skill that nobody needs anymore. You know, I mean, they don't make non-automatic, yeah. they don't make cars, that, that stick shifts anymore. If you do, you have to special order it if it's a big, you know, fancy car. But for the most part, people don't know how to drive stick anymore. And if you were, you know, and that, so it's not, it's not a skill that you were ever taught that you never needed it, Esmeralda, right? Yeah, absolutely. Although in my house, all the cars were stick shift. 
mm-hmm. um, growing up. Was that, but uh, so obviously that was by choice. Obviously, was it something that your dad was? Like, yeah, like, that was yeah. my dad's choice. Yeah. Um, and then when I started driving, he had gotten he got me a car. Um, he got me a Volkswagen, mm-hmm. a Cabriolet that was automatic. Ooh, Ooh Cabriolet. Yes, yeah, so it was an eight. It was an eighty nine Volkswagen Cabriolet. Yeah. Uh, that was your first I car. I miss it so much. Yes. It was your first. What I color wish, was it? What what color was it? It was red. red. It was red with a black top. Cool. It was a convertible. I love it. Oh man, a yeah. ragtop! You had a ragtop uh, uh, Volkswagen. Yeah. Wow! Did it you learn the, to drive in it that was car? The is, car? Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the car you learned to drive in. Uh, did you guys have? Did you have driver's ed when you went to school? We did, yeah. and I took it, but I didn't finish it. I didn't mm-hmm. finish the driving part because I hated the guy who was teaching. He was very mean. <laughs> Um, and I didn't know how to drive at all. So yeah. it was just very intimidating and like anxiety yep. inducing when I You're, had to drive a car. That's that's crazy. Esmeralda, you and I, same thing happened to me. Same thing happened to me. Uh, it was my last traffic class. You know how you have traffic and you go mm-hmm. out and, and then the, the, the instructor is sitting next to you and they have uh, a brake on their side where they can slam on the brakes if yeah. you need to. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then like the person who the two people that are that are also students, they sit in the back while you drive and vice versa. Then you sit in the back while they drive. Well, yeah. I was the last I was I remember I was the last one to drive on that day that we were out doing traffic, driving in traffic with our instructor who had a clipboard and he would sit there and he had access to a brake and all that stuff. Um, and uh, I remember sitting in the back and he was very nice to the first kid and very nice to the second kid. And for some reason, he took out all his fucking anger on me and was made me a nervous wreck. Like he would slam on the brakes. You're not doing it right. And he'd slam on oh, his brake, you yeah. know, and and make the car stop because he could. And I'd be freaking out. I'm like a 16 year old kid, and I'm like, what? Yeah. So I didn't go back. Like you, Esmeralda, I didn't. I can't believe we have that. That we've not yeah. known that about each other for so many years. We've known each other for so many years. <laughs> we were both traumatized by our driver's ed teachers. <laughs> Although my thing, I did um, at a certain point in time. Then t- uh, I just took outside driving yeah. lessons me too because i passed the um i passed the classes me too like that me too. i went yeah. through yeah. yeah and then i just took outside no this guy was a prick um, he lessons. was a prick he, he made yeah. me a nervous fucking wreck and i wouldn't go back i was like i'm not gonna go back and have this guy sit in the car but he was nice to the other two kids and i was like oh this guy's cool and then for some reason it's oh, like boy. oh so, I wonder what he, he had against i don't you. know what he, i may i don't know what he had against me uh maybe because uh carrie russell lives on my Hi, back I'm porch carrie russell and i, I love <laughs> Nick's show. i don't know but this guy was a jag off like he was a total jag off made me a ner- and like you esmeralda i was like shaking i remember going oh my god what is this you know and you're in traffic because right, you're like i'm driving this vehicle right. that could cause an accident or do whatever and and you're trying to be so careful because you don't really have the experience and then they're just like ah you can't do that right i'm like i get that you're trying to teach i think but (laughs) did your dude slam on his brake did your guy have a brake on his side yeah yeah Yeah. Mm -hmm. fucking idiot man i mean slamming on the brake in the middle i'm driving like all of a sudden the car stops i'm like what the fuck you know and the people and the kids in the back were like (laughs) you know they were being little assholes they were kind of like laughing because i was getting yelled at and it was it it was fucking traumatizing and i didn't drive for like i was like a fuck it and uh and i didn't drive i didn't go to drive for like i don't know a couple of years and then i was like okay fuck it i have to get a license and i went and finished it finished the driver's ed thing got my license and it was fine but I didn't have a license at 16 like all my friends did because I was traumatized yeah, same. by this Jagoff. Same. Yeah. Wow, isn't it crazy same that we thing. had that shared experience? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> that's, that's 
That's drivers crazy. and teachers are awfully mean. Yeah. When yeah. I mean, I don't think they really I mean, I don't know if it's if it's a thing of like they shouldn't be. Yeah. I get it. You're driving this vehicle, but I don't know. There's gotta be a, a way to do it where you're not and traumatizing. I, and, and, it's true. And, and listen, I understand your job is to be in a car with a bunch of assholes who can't drive. And that could be frustrating. You know what I mean? I can understand that. Yeah. But maybe maybe you're not the right temperament or mentality to be a driver's ed teacher yeah. if you're going to yeah. traumatize traumatize a 16-year-old kid. I don't know. I don't know. Exactly. So I didn't complain or anything. I mean, you know, like I, I remember my dad. Yeah, I just quit. I just yeah, quit it. I that's, was just that's, like, I can't deal with yeah. this dude. <laughs> that's exactly what I did. I can't believe we have that in common. And we've never talked about this before all these years. No, I didn't. Because my dad was like, why don't you complain and see if you can get a different instructor? I'm like, no, I'm not going back. <laughs> like, I was. I, I was, didn't think there was another one. Yeah, I, think I don't he think he was there, the guy. Uh, me too. At, at I'm pretty sure. School. I went to Taft for, for uh, Taft here in Chicago. Uh, for driver's ed, because my, of course, my school, you know, they, they barely functioned as a school. So they didn't have driver's ed at my school. We didn't have mm, a pool. We didn't mm-hmm. have a pool. We didn't have anything um, at Luther North. So we went to Taft to get our driver's ed. And um, so I didn't go back. But the, the thing was, um, I was a killer in the simulation. Like, oh, yeah, man. You know, you're, you, were you did, <laughs> the driving simulator where you're at the fake thing God. and you got the fake and you got the movie screen in front of you? Did you have that, too, where you had the movie screen in front we of you? We did. That <laughs> cracked me up because it was just so fake. It's so fake. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it, and, and, uh, and, you know, like the way we were doing I was doing this. OK, so listen, I was doing this in uh, the early 80s. OK. Mm-hmm. And so, like, uh, the film that we had was like, you know, there were like sixty-eight Buicks driving around. You know what I mean? Like that. Like the simulation was. You <laughs> I know, this don't was... <laughs> think it had changed, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know, right? We're like in a. We're like, is this is nineteen eighty-one, and in the simulator, we've taken the time back to like nineteen sixty-four. You know what I mean? We're driving. Yeah. <laughs> like, everybody's got bouffant hairdos walking down the street. You know, there's and it's just, it just, yeah. Like the oldest film that you can possibly imagine. These simulators have, have had kids kick them and smack them. They some of them didn't work, you know, and the teacher was like, Whatever, just pretend, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know? It's fine. It's fine. I'm curious, just, like what they do now. Like, do they have That's a good question. I would assume they don't have those simulators, at least not those versions anymore. No, no, not those versions. My I mean shit, video games are better than that. You know what I mean? Like you could walk into at home. At home, you could create something at home that's better. You know? Like you could literally get a steering wheel and a whole thing, and it would be fifty thousand times better than the stupid things that we were sitting in at a professional high school. So people can recreate, (laughs) they can recreate a much more accurate driving experience in their living room (laughs) than we had when we were going to driver's ed. It's crazy. Exactly. Completely. That was that movie, that movie that came out earlier this year, that Gran Turismo. What a piece of shit that was. Um, Oh, yeah. That guy. Okay. Because wasn't it true? It's a true story. So this dude was an online gamer. Mm-hmm. For the driving, the grand, I guess it's the Gran Turismo driving game or something. And he was so good that they had a contest. Like it was, I guess it was PlayStation or one of, one of the, I don't know what they are. Uh, Xbox. Yeah, I think it's one PlayStation. Of and they had a contest where like you could become an actual driver. Like you could actually be in, in I don't know, I don't know if it was not, not NASCAR, but one of the formula cars or whatever. And it's mm-hmm. based on a true story. And this kid was so unbelievably good at the simulator during the game in his own house that he became, you know, a car racer. In, in, in you know, in a, it was a, it was a real true story about about that. So yeah, I guess you know 
the simulators that we were in, it's now you can just sit at home and at one point become a professional race car driver. I don't know. Right. And yeah. we're just like trying to back up and do whatever the hell. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, you and I have a psychotic driver's ed teacher traumatizing us. And and then we got a whole movie about some jag off in his back in his bat in his bedroom who becomes a professional race car driver. Yeah. <laughs> Oh my god. He's doing god. like a hundred miles an hour. And we're yeah. just like, we're just yeah. lucky to be able to back out of whatever. Exactly. I can't parallel park. This guy's doing ninety, you know. Uh so yeah. And this by by yeah, the way I never I never had to learn parallel parking. Yeah, you I don't did. really I mean in the burbs you you know, everything's yeah. parking lot. There's driveways and parking lots and stuff in the burbs, yeah. But like I, I didn't learn parallel parking during driver's ed. I learned that on my own. Um Although we did do no, that's no, that's not true because they set up cones in the lot mm-hmm. in the parking in the parking lot at Taft, and we did try parallel parking, but we didn't do it between cars. We did it between cones. So you can knock cones over left and right, and it doesn't matter, you know. Right. It's different if you're parallel parking and you smash into the car behind you. That's a little bit different, you know. <laughs> so, but, so my uh, my like my um Achilles heel, I guess it was was doing the three-point turn. Yeah. I think mm-hmm. it was. Is it is yep. the three-point turn the one where you have to turn. back up? Yeah, you turn, and then you turn, turn. Back up, you know, back up. Uh, uh, to, however, whichever way you're turning, left or right, you back up. Yeah. And then switch back. It's like, it's almost like doing, it's not like a U-turn, but it's kind of, you turn and then go back and then turn back on. It's like if you're, you need to get out of somewhere and yeah, but the three point turn. Yeah. That's a classic that that's, I, that's a, I hated it. I never yeah. understood. I'm like, I am never going to use this. Why am I backing up and turning in any way? Right. I'm just going to, I'm not going to be backing up and turning like yeah, that ever. Here's the thing. If that ever comes in, I'm just going to go around the fucking block. I, I right. Like, no, I'm not doing that. This sounds awful. Right. Right. Yeah, I'm like never going to use this. It, no yeah. thanks. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there are, you know, there are people who get. I mean, I'm, I'm actually, I haven't driven legally in a long time. Um, mm. but, I, but I was a good driver, and I three point turn. I could, I was, a, I was a terrific parallel parker. I could man, you know, I could, I could, uh, I could eye up and see wh- 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 how many times I could usually swoop in on one, cha- on one, on one try when I parallel parked. You oh. know what I mean? No, yeah. I, I'm, I was yeah. a good driver, you know. Um, and. Uh, I just didn't really enjoy driving that much. I was like, all right. It was, you know, and now, you know, where I live and I'm so close to the, and you can live in the city and you don't need a car if you live in the city. Um, but yeah, but yeah, that driving, driving to me, I was, I was good at it. I didn't particularly enjoy it. I know people love to drive. I'm not one of those people. It was a, it mm-hmm. was, it was convenience and it was, you know, it was something that you did to get to places. I didn't like get in my car and go, I think I'll just drive. You know how people, who people love to do that. Right. I'm not yeah, one of those people. I'm I mean, those I grew up I grew up in a place where you can't get anywhere if you don't drive. Exactly, exactly. There's yeah. no bus. There's a bus, but it's like one every hour. Of course. No, no, no. <laughs> I mean, you grew up in Joliet. So, in, in, in Joliet, you yeah. have to have a car. You have to have a car in Joliet. So you yeah. have to have it, or yeah. you're just stuck wherever you're going to be. Yeah. But I I mean, I, I enjoy driving. I like driving. I miss driving. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just don't miss having to park a car on these streets yep. I, I i totally agree with you and you don't miss i'll tell you what else you don't miss esmeralda as as and i can I, I think i can speak for you when i say you don't miss paying for insurance you don't miss paying off a car you don't miss paying repairs and getting gas you know what i mean like paying for all that yeah. stuff that's something i don't miss any of that shit at all yeah you know it's just yeah you don't have to think about it yeah. um yeah 
I just have to get on a bus exactly. or on a train. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> load up, load up your Ventra card. You don't have to fix the bus and maintain the train. You know, you know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's the worst when, you know, you want to get somewhere and all the yeah. buses are like half an hour away. That's, like, that's the thing. The the, the, yeah. That's the thing is that we're at the mercy of the CTA, you know, or Metro. Like, that's the thing. It's like, oh, well, we can't do anything. Mm -hmm. And sometimes, you know, what I do is I plan accordingly. I'll leave extra early to get somewhere in case something is wrong. Even, even if, if you have, even if you do that, I've left like for something that's a half hour, an hour, and I still get there because yeah. the trains or the buses aren't running. Yeah. Like in a timely manner. Like yeah. it's like, yeah, 40 minutes for a bus. And I'm like, how the fuck? <laughs> I agree. I agree. And you know, I've got the, you know, the, the Google maps thing where you can hit the directions and they tell you how long it's yeah. going to take. And, and that's usually accurate. And sometimes it'll be like, okay, like, let's like say, like, because my parents live about a mile away from me. And I visit my mm -hmm. parents on a, on a regular basis. And so I usually take the Irving bus. And so I will, because I live right near a bus stop, I'll wait till about three or four minutes before the bus is coming. And then I'll go outside, especially if it's cold out, which it is today. Right. Um, yeah. So I'll wait inside because the bus stop is literally 40 feet away from my apartment. So I'll go, okay, so if the bus is coming at 1106, I'll walk out at 11, you know. Stand mm -hmm. out there for a few minutes. And then sometimes 11.06 goes by and I don't see a bus. And then I'll hit refresh and it's like, oh, yeah, it's not coming until 11.25. It's like, what the fuck? You know? <laughs> <laughs> or it's a ghost bus. Right. Exactly. Exactly. That's, it, for some reason, like, it's not picking up on the Wi-Fi or whatever the hell. Yeah. Whatever to, they like, used, whatever they used to track yeah, the buses. Like, yeah. Yeah. Track. So it's not tracking. Right. So, yeah, you'll be like, oh, there's no bus for... 50 minutes and then yeah. one goes by and you're not expecting it and you're like what right. the heck <laughs> I, exactly where did that come from what is happening i find the trains more consistent uh than the buses yes yes um, again completely. not completely there's always some problems there's always delays here and there there will always there will always at some point be the risk of a fuck up but i find that the i mean i take the blue line all the time and i find that the blue line is much more reliable than any buses that i take that's just yeah so. No, for sure. And I get it. There's traffic and there's this yeah. and there's that. Um, but and, still. <laughs> and it's, it's funny because like my parents are always like, oh, I can't believe you take the train home at like, you know, midnight or like 1130 at night from downtown or whatever. Because they, you know, my parents are still, you know, they still freak out about that. Now I'm like, let me yeah. tell you something. No, same. There yeah. are more, there are more insane people. I found more insane people on the Irving Park bus coming to my parents' house on a Sunday afternoon than on a Thursday at 11 o'clock on the blue line. Honest to God. You know what I mean? You'll see cra you'll see a, f a few crazy people on the blue line and some people who are asleep and some homeless people and stuff. That just goes with the territory. But I'm telling you, the Irving Park bus on a Sunday afternoon is more insane than the blue line at 11 o'clock at night. <laughs> I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I Yeah. My mom always, she'll, because one, she just watches the news and she'll be like, of course, I heard that there was a shooting or a yeah. something. Is that near you? Right. It would be like the like when so the yellow line recently there was an accident on yeah, the yellow I, line. Yeah, exactly. My parents, my parents. Okay, go ahead. Tell tell me what happened. My mom asked me. She's like, "Do you ride that? Where is that?" I'm like, "I never get on that thing. That goes to Skokie. So I don't even see it." <laughs> my parents. My dad did the same thing. My dad's like, "You were uh, were you near that accident that happened?" I'm like, "No, dad, no." I, I 
because you know, I mean, they kind of had they 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 used to know how to ride the L and stuff like that because we lived right next yeah. door to a Brown Line stop. We lived right the yeah. Addison Brown Line stop, yeah, yeah. the house next door. That's where I grew up, so they were familiar with it. Um, but you know, I mean, it's been like fucking fifty years, forty years since my parents have ever been on that kind of stuff. So they're immediately like my dad when he heard about the yellow line accident, just like just like your mom did. My dad's like, "Were you near that? Does that happen? Were you on the train?" I'm like, "No, I wasn't on the train." What? Yeah, no. I was like, "No, I'm I'm not going to Skokie." Yeah, I mean, it's a, it, soon. It's, oh, all, no. it's it's also <laughs> sweet that they're concerned. You know what I mean? It's like, oh my god, I know you take the train, and I'm like, no, I got to explain to them that there are several different colored lines that we take, and the yellow right. line is not one of them. I'm not swift. I'm not going on the Skokie Swift. Yeah. So I'm good. And say uh, my mom, my mom lived here for a good, a good while, like probably maybe a little less than 10 years. In Chicago City. Um, in, in the, the city. city. Yeah, in the city. And she, yeah. well, she only rode the train. She never, or no, I'm sorry, she rode the bus, never, never the train. Never rode the train. Okay. Okay. Because she was more freaked out by the trains because they yep. were, you know, you're by yourself. Yeah. At least the I bus, understand. there's a bus driver. Yep. Yep. <laughs> But um, so yeah, she's the same way where she has no clue where anything yeah. is anymore. Yeah. yeah. Um, I think at the time when she was riding it, they weren't colors yet. No, they weren't. No, no, no. The color thing didn't happen till year. I mean, I don't think the color thing happened till the late eighties or early nineties. Late eighties. Oh yeah, she was not. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, she was not. She's not familiar with all the colors. Of yeah, because it, it was the, the the brown line used to be the Ravenswood. Then there was the mm-hmm. red line was the Lake Dan Ryan. Um, you know, it was, yeah. And, 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 uh, I mean, the, the yellow lines were different. I mean, they were all, they all had different names. They all were named after either areas or streets that they, that they would run down. So, I mean, they changed that to, to you know, to compete with, um, New York because in New York, everything is a letter. All the trains that you take yeah. is a different letter. You take the B or you take the D or you take this. So the, they wanted the CTA wanted to simplify it and just say, let's just name all the trains after colors and people will know. And it's it took a it took By a few way, it, it took a few years yeah. By the way, um, the labeling of the train started February twentieth, nineteen ninety three. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I yeah, that's about right. That sounds right. I, I thought it was late eighties, early nineties. That sounds about right. Yeah, and I and I think it took till nineteen ninety eight before people understood it. <laughs> I think <that> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I kept, I remember when the Brown Line, when the Brown Line, well, when the Ravenswood Line became the Brown Line, I still called it the Ravenswood till probably 20 years ago. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah, oh, I'm going wow. yeah. you know, to get on the Ravenswood. I'm like, oh shit, that's right. It's called the Brown Line. <laughs> so, yeah. And, uh, and I'm, I'm a, I'm a CTA. I was a CTA expert by the time I was 10. I was taking the train mm-hmm. and the buses and all that stuff. Cause you know, from where I lived, I mean, it was just simple. It was a bus stop directly in front of my apartment building. And there was a, a, a brown line stop next to my bedroom, <laughs> so I oh, learned wow. very I learned very early <laughs> on how to use the train and how to use the buses at a very early age. So You're just waving to people I, from your I'm window. Not, I'm not. Yes, as well. Yes, people could stand. <laughs> You're like morning. I, yeah, I'm not kidding. There were people would stand on the, and they could still do that. People would stand on the platform and like turn around and they could look right into my bedroom window. They, they like oh. 50, they, I'm not kidding, like 50 feet did away. Did you always have the, did you have the windows closed all the time? The or shades? Like the blinds? Sometimes yeah. I did. Sometimes I had them open and like people would stand there and like I would look out and they'd be like, oh, hi, how you doing? And our living room, <laughs> in our living room, in our living room, people oh, could look into our, I'm not kidding. They could look in. So the next time you walk down Addison, at Addison and Ravenswood, the brown line stop, there's a green two flat, uh, an mm-hmm. old, old green building. On the second floor is where I grew up, and if you stand on that platform, on the on the Addison Brown Line platform, and turn around, 
uh, if you're going downtown, if you're on the if you're if you're heading downtown, okay. if you're heading downtown um, on Ravenswood, look, stand at that platform on Addison, turn around and that second floor building right next to the train tracks. That's where I grew up. You can look right. <laughs> you can look in and see. Yeah, I'm not kidding. Every morning I would just wake up and go, oh, look, there's a dude with a hat looking in my building. <laughs> God, that's creepy. It is. It's weird, <laughs> man. It's weird, and 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 people are like, man, how could you, you know? And then after a while, you know, um, you the the sound of the L just becomes secondary. You zone it out, you know. Like mm-hmm. it's people are like, I don't know how you could live right next to an L, but but I, I will say I will say this: there is a difference, though, as brother, because we lived at an actual stop, so the trains would slow down and stop. Right. If yeah, you lived yeah. in the middle of a stretch of the track where it goes that's much louder you know so yeah it was you get used to it but at least the trains would stop and then go not blow past your window you know going 60 um and loudly with sparks flying everywhere (laughs) you i'm assuming would have to get used to the the announcement yeah the doors opening closing in the house oh listen right well you know where i live you've you've been to my place I live mm-hmm. directly across the street from the Irving Park Blue Line stop. And it's a, it's a little ways. It's not next to my apartment, but it's there. I can see it outside my window. And in the middle of the night when it's quiet, I can hear doors closing. I can hear that. Ding, ding, ding. I can hear that like wafting into my apartment. And it's kind of soothing, actually, <laughs> you know, because I grew up next to the yeah. L. And I'm like, oh, now I'm living next to an L stop again. And I can kind of hear next stop. Montrose. I can hear that as they yeah. go. So, doors closing. Doors closing. I hear that seriously. Ding. Bing, bing. Doors closing. I hear that at like three in the morning. I'll be laying in my bed and I'm like, ah, yes. You know, and I can hear the traffic on the Kennedy because the Kennedy is right, you know, mm-hmm. you know. So, but you just zone that out. If you live, if you live in that kind of environment, you just go, it's part of, you know, you you adjust your sleeping schedule to it and or whatever. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We um. So where my parents live, they um. I mean, I could probably walk to it in a in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. But we're um we're fairly close to I eighty. Oh okay okay. Yeah. So you can so you can hear like at night yeah. you hear yeah. the whoo yeah. Yeah. Like of all the trucks and cars it, going it's, by. It's funny because uh, Julie, my girlfriend, lives um, right on, on South Shore, right next to the lake. So you can hear waves all night long. Like it, she's literally when you oh, walk wow. out, when you walk, she lives on the ninth floor of a, of a big sort of like uh, building. And she's on the ninth floor, mm-hmm. apartments on the ninth floor. And when you walk out the back door, you could get splashed on by the lake. Like literally, you could walk out her <laughs> building's back fun. door, right on the rocks, and the lake just splashes up when it's really rough out there. So you can hear the lake all night long. The waves are like all night long. Um, she literally lives right on the lake, and also when it's really quiet, you can hear the metro stop, which is a about a ten minute walk from her place. But you can hear mm-hmm. the metro. You can hear the horn. You can hear the bell of the metro. Ding ding ding. You can hear that wafting through the night, along with the uh, along with the uh, with the waves of the lake. <laughs> Wow. It's kind of weird and soothing, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, the waves have to be, you know, it's a vacation every day. Well, I'm telling you, you can hear it all. The t- she literally, her building is on the lake. Like, there's a, there is a, like, to the left of her building, they have, like, a, an outdoor patio thing for her entire building to you can hang out at. Mm-hmm. And there's a beach there. There's with rocks and stuff. And it's literally splashing up onto that patio. <laughs> I'm not oh, kidding. Wow. That's how close she is. She's on, her building is literally on the lake. 
It's insane. That's pretty awesome, though. Yeah. and But you can hear it all night and all day. You can hear... She's got this insane view from her dining room of the lake, like this huge view of the lake. And it just kind of like you can hear it. And it's like, it's it, it's kind of hypnotizing. You know, you're like, wow, man, this is kind of <laughs> cool. So completely different than hearing ding dong doors closing. You know, <laughs> it's like, right. You're hearing nature. You're hearing the lake. You're hearing water. You're hearing waves. And it's kind of soothing. And I've got cars blasting by on Irving. And, and you know, <laughs> next stop, Montrose. Yeah. I'm hearing that, you know. It's a little yeah, weird. I hear. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yeah. Now you live off of, do you live off of a main you live off of what, uh, Lawrence? Or are you near Lawrence? Um, I live, I'm at Albany and Wilson. Ah, Wilson. So, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Wilson is is quiet. Uh, I don't I, live on a main street. I live right. like a few streets over. But yeah. you hear like just cars and they're yeah. loud. Like, <laughs> like they just, their motors or something. I don't know what I, I lived at, people Wil- enjoy. I lived, at, sound, I lived at but... I lived at Wilson in St. Louis by the by the Roosevelt High School. I lived at Wilson in St. Louis for a few years, a bunch of years. Yeah, and and Wilson's not. I mean, it's, a, it's technically it's a it's a it's a main thoroughfare. It's a busy street, not a side street. Yeah, um, but it's but quiet. there's a lot of stop signs. Yes, and stoplights and stuff like that. And so the closest yeah, so, main so street you zoom by, but not yeah, as the, much. The closest main street to us. Because we were at Wilson in St. Louis was Kimball. That was the closest, and um, yeah. and I could hear the L. You know, because we lived at Lawrence and Kimball at the, the end of the Brown Line. We could hear that at mm-hmm. night. If it was quiet, you could hear that. Um, but yeah, I lived in your neighborhood for a lot of years. And yes, lots of beep, beep, and bonk, bonk, and all that all kinds of shit. Yeah, and people have just like very loud cars. Yeah. They do. And Albany Park, <laughs> Albany Park is a loud neighborhood. I lived there for a few years, and Albany Park is a loud neighborhood. I remember, I don't know if you've come across this, but I remember in the summertime, there was, at least back when I lived there, and I lived there like between 2007 and 2010, so I lived there for a little over three years uh, in that neighborhood. Mm-hmm. But there was always this weird, mysterious ice cream truck that would be driving around at like midnight. <laughs> Clearly not selling <laughs> ice cream. I think he was selling something else. I'm right. pretty sure. You know, but it was like... <laughs> You would hear ding, diddle, ding, diddle, 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 diddle. You would hear it, and I'd be like, "God damn, this guy's selling ice cream at midnight! What the fuck?" I mean, hey, if it's warm yeah. out, yeah, everybody warm needs out, to cool off. No, I think I think if it's warm out, people want their crack. That's what I that's what I think was happening. So, but you know, yeah, Albany too, Park, Albany Park. I, I hope I, he was doing both. Yeah, but that would be fantastic. Pick up some drugs and uh, and ice cream. Because the, I mean, yeah, the hey, dr- it's the, hot out. Would you it, like a right. uh, snow cone? And the drugs <laughs> and the drugs are going to give you the munchies, so you may as well prepare. You know, so uh, exactly. But I I really like Albany Park. I think Albany Park is a cool neighborhood. I like it because it still has the feel of a neighborhood. It's not completely yeah. gentrified. Like there are there are ethnicities I, in that neighborhood, and there are businesses that are run by people who aren't. You know, American and have a nice yeah. flavor to. It. I like that, man. I really do. Yeah, and where it's starting, there's there's little bits and pieces that are getting gentrified in the in the sense of business because yeah, yeah, yeah. we have like those condos already all throughout the place. Yeah, I mean, we're not far from Ravens, like the Ravenswood yeah. area, where Absolutely. you know there's just big old rich people houses. Absolutely, big old yep. old historical houses, but we still manage like at yeah. least the business. Areas well, we are used to still very. Uh, I used like, to shop small business. I, I used to stop at the. Uh, we used to shop at the Mexican grocery store on Lawrence in St. Louis. That's where we would shop. You know, uh, we would go to. I would walk yeah. down there and grab a whole bunch of cool stuff, and it was great. I mean, the fucking deli was unbelievable. You know, I mean, the, the shit that you could get at that deli was incredible. You know, 
and I loved it, and, and, and it was really cool, and it was run by, you know, it wasn't run by a big corporation, it was run by a family, and it really felt great. Yeah. And that, and I like that. I like that in a neighborhood, you know. And 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 the only other neighborhood that I really, really, uh, that one of my favorite neighborhoods in the entire city that I love that has that great feel that actually has people sitting out in front on lawn chairs and stuff and you know blasting mm-hmm. music and stuff is Pilsen. I fucking love Pilsen. I love that neighborhood. It has such a great neighborhood feel to it. There's all kinds of different ethnicities. There are people outside and, you know, sitting on the porch. They're playing music. They're all, you know, and all the businesses. Oh, there's, yeah. a, there's a lot of independent businesses that are run by different ethnicities. And it just has this great city feel to it. I, Pilsen's one of my favorite neighborhoods in the entire city. I love Pilsen. It's just great. No, it's very, it's very cool. I don't get to go too often. Me neither. To make a point. Yeah. Yeah. I I I, re, I it's not that I rediscovered it, but I rediscovered how much I love Pilsen when I went to go see Sarah Squirm um, at Talia mm-hmm. Hall, and I walked around a lot beforehand. I got there really early, and I walked around the neighborhood. I'm like, God damn, this place is cool. And so every once in a while, you know, Julie lives on the south side, and sometimes we'll drive up and just go to Pilsen and hang out and eat and stuff. Yeah, and I that no, neighborhood is cool. That neighborhood kills me. It kills me. I love that place. I really love it. So, and 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 like uh, Albany Park has that kind of a feel, lesser to a lesser degree, but it has that kind of a feel. And and I love I loved living in Albany Park. I did. I don't live in I don't live in I don't live in that kind of neighborhood now. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I got an expressway and a Walgreens near me. That's you know. <laughs> so anyway, all right. Well, we didn't get to the uh, to the dumb warnings or dumb signs because we were talking about driving in neighborhoods and that was fun. So there you go. Yes, we'll yes, get to yes, it. Yes, we'll yes. get to it next time. Uh, so Esmeralda, you rule on the next episode. You got a you got a you got a day off, Esmeralda. Because mm-hmm. it's I for do, th- yeah. it's for the people. We'll help you out with your cars. For and your the cons- people, <laughs> exactly right. We'll help you out with your consumer questions and your car questions. Tom Appel, our car guy. Herb Weisbaum is our consumer guy. He will join us. Uh, my thanks to Esmeralda because you rule the planet. Thank you very much. Oh, thank uh, you. My thanks to the lovely Monica Eng for joining me. Check out Axios.com, uh, Chicago. Uh, you want to be a part of this podcast? Leave us a voicemail 24-7-773-417-6948. Drop us an email, nickdpodcast at gmail.com. Hey, you want to be a sponsor? Advertise with us. A lot of people listen to this podcast. It'll be good for you. It'll be good for me. It'll be good for everybody. Sponsor us. Advertise with us. Sales at radiomisfits.com. Jason Skaggs does all the music and the sound. Uh, and Ed Silla is the man in charge, and he does everything else. He's the best. Share, rate, review us on every platform, and we'll see you next time on the Nick D Podcast with the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Thank you. The wind is right on me.